What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So, what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Dear Media IRL is back, and we're showing up bigger, better, and louder than ever. Join us on May 4th in Austin, Texas, for the ultimate live podcasting experience. Watch and learn from your favorite Dear Media hosts as they bring their insightful discussions from your headphones to the stage. Get ready to be inspired, entertained, and watch audio get a makeover. Tickets are on sale now at dearmedia.com slash IRL. See you on May 4th in Austin. Austin, Texas. Are you ready, Bug? You ready for this episode? This is like the only time you get to be an only child because Worm's in her crate because she is not conducive to filming a podcast episode. Let's lay down. There you go. All righty. Booger is all settled. Everything's recording. Hi, everybody, and welcome back to Unhinged with Chris Clemens. I am Chris Clemens, and I'm not going to lie, Your Honor, I'm a little inebriated. (laughs) I just filmed a little segment for a vlog for my main channel, and okay, you know what? We're not in the prohibition era. It required some alcohol, (laughs) and yeah. I am, I think what the law would say is over the influence or under the, I don't know where I am. (laughs) I don't know where I am with the influence, but bitch, I'm influenced. I have influenza. (laughs) Now, before we get into the episode, I want to remind you guys, if this is your first time tuning in, wow, I am so sorry for this first impression, but uh, be sure to subscribe to Unhinged with Chris Clemens wherever you get your podcasts. And if you love a good video episode, you're in luck because we put them up on youtube.com slash at sign unhinged. And they're a fun time. Now, I will say I don't know if we're doing an after show on patreon.com slash Chris Clemens. A part of me thinks I might because, like, listen, if you're a Patreon girly and, like, the full-blown dysfunction tier, you really understand the safeness I feel with my Patreon. But I don't have anything planned, which is the only thing kind of sort of uh, deterring me, if you will, from making an after show. But I think I might. I feel like the creative juices are flowing. There's definitely vodka flowing. I mean, not anymore, just, you know, in the bloodstream. Also, I guess I just want to remind y'all to rank, rate, and review, or rank it. (laughs) Tell me where it ranks in your favorite podcasts. But uh, rate and review because it helps us out a lot and it makes us feel like our hard work is paying off for something. (laughs) No, I'm kidding. It's my bestie's 30th birthday this weekend. Well, not this weekend, but like next week, but you know they have real jobs. And so we're celebrating it this weekend. And what are the activities she's doing? And I know I like explain it in the blog, so shut up. (laughs) But, um, she's having us all come with like different cocktails for the group. And I tested three different recipes for a vlog. And let me tell you, didn't like a single one of them, but those bitches seem to love me because (laughs) they have me under their spell. (laughs) Yeah. I am talking about cocktails. Yeah, I am. Um, Now, this episode, we are going to be diving into crazy celebrity conspiracy theories because I saw somebody's comment on a previous episode, and I think it was last week's, and I was asking for people, like, of what topics I should do, 
And I saw celebrity conspiracy theories. And like, I love conspiracy theories because, but like not in like a QAnon Republican way. Like I love conspiracy theories in the same vein that like I love the tooth fairy. Like, oh my God, could it be real? But like, ultimately I know that it is most likely 99.99999% not true. And so I I just like, mm, I don't know. I love a conspiracy theory, but again, not in a QAnon way. Like it just in like a pure entertainment way. Are conspiracy theories problematic? Like, are they damaging to one's soul and one's mind? <laughs> okay, I'm really sorry. This is like getting insane. Like I'm really running with the fact that my podcast is called Unhinged. And some of you guys are like, hi, Chris, I'm listening to this at eight in the morning on my commute to work. Could you tone it down? And like, totally. I hear you. I see you. Well, I don't see you or hear you, but I'm nodding my head. So enjoy that. (laughs) Now, before we get into the celebrity conspiracy theories, however, I want to start this episode off with some emails from our very own unhinged citizens. Now, if you have any stories that are really exciting or crazy, or if you need any advice or any stupid debate settled in your life, feel free to email unhingedwithchrisclemens at gmail.com. And um, yeah, I just love this. And give me all the backstory. Give me all the deets. Give me the lowdown. And I will give you what... I mean, I like every time I pitch this to you guys, I'm like, why would anybody ask this drunk head ass bitch for advice? And yet y'all still do. (laughs) So let's get into it. The first one, I mean, I will say this episode's advice emails was like the clickbait Olympics. The subject lines that you guys made these emails were crazy. Like, does that make me crazy? Yes, because these emails were titled insane shit. The first one being, my husband is addicted to porn, comma, all caps, help. (laughs) Oh my God, I'd watch the full three-hour movie. And apparently your husband would too. (laughs) Okay. Dear Chris, love you and have been listening for years. I'll try to make this short and sweet. See, you already know exactly how to hook, line, and sinker me in. My husband and I have been together since 2017 and married since 2020. We have two under two... Okay, Forbes. Hi, I'm part of the two under two list. (laughs) We have two under two and I try to keep things spicy. We've gone to therapy for his porn addiction. Okay, we're just addressing it right out the gate. I find it on his phone often and he watches it at work. Okay, let's not judge men watching porn at work. Okay. (laughs) You wonder what those men at work signs mean? It's that men are at work. (laughs) Which, to each their own, if I'm unavailable, fine. But if I'm right there, then, you know, get down with the dirty. Trigger warning. He even masturbated 20 minutes after I told him I miscarried after our first try at having a baby. When we were in therapy, the woman was like, men masturbate because they're bored, yada, 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 and made me feel crazy. It's a boundary thing for me and really triggers me. Jump to now, I recently told him that him watching porn is equivalent to how he would feel if I cheated on him and then confessed how I did cheat on him in 2018. He was devastated. I haven't talked to said person since, and now his phone has a different password and he's shady. We decided to put the past behind us and move forward, but I can't help to think he's just constantly looking at women and porn on his phone. Coming from a man's perspective, I need advice. (laughs) I am not laughing because this is a funny situation. I am laughing because what the fuck did I just read? Okay, let me break this down. And hopefully my body is breaking down some of the vodka that I've consumed. Um, Okay, you have two under two. Come on, Forbes. And you try and keep things spicy. You've gone to therapy for his porn addiction. Okay. I would say if you guys are going to therapy for a porn addiction and it hasn't improved either your acceptance of it or his lessening of watching porn, that to me seems like an immediate pothole that we're just glazing right over. Masturbating 20 minutes after the miscarriage is 
for sure crazy. There's crazy and then there's brazy. I don't even know what brazy means, but it feels like this is the definition. That's definitely wild. And then you telling him it's how he would feel if you cheated on him and then you told him you cheated on him. Okay, I will say though, it was only a year after dating. Not like I am the least justifying of cheating for the record. Like I don't fuck with that shit. Like my dad cheated and like, I just don't fuck with that shit. Like don't cheat. If you're going to cheat, just fucking break up. So like, sorry, emailer, but that's how I feel. If you're going to cheat, you should have fucking broken up. However, you can't blame him in my opinion, allegedly, (laughs) For changing his passcode and like constantly looking at women and you can't, you can't dictate his reaction to you telling him you cheated on him because like, I understand that you might feel that watching porn feels like cheating, like he's cheating on you. But to me, he's like, he's not. If he were DMing people on OnlyFans, that might be a little different of a story. But him just watching porn, I don't necessarily think equates to you telling him that you cheated on him. Especially, like, before you guys were married. Although, it's better, I guess, before you guys were married. But I... Ooh, this is tricky because there's something about the law being involved where I'm like, you guys should break up. But then I'm like, oh my god, you guys are bound by law. And you have Forbes two under two. What are we to do? Uh, it seems like based off of like the three paragraphs I got, you guys really need like an honest sit down heart to heart. And I feel dumb saying that after you have told me that you guys are in therapy, but I, hmm, this is a tricky one. You guys couldn't be asking a more single person if you tried for this advice. The different passcode is definitely suspicious, but again, you did just tell him you cheated on him. Uh, I think you both are in the wrong, and yeah, I don't know. Honestly, what I'm getting, and I take this with a grain of salt because once again, I've had um, a grain of vodka. I think you guys really should have just like an upfront heart to heart and like say what you want, and if the other person can't meet it, Maybe divorce? Like, I don't want to advise people to divorce, but I guess sometimes you just (laughs) gotta. Like, my family dynamic improved so much more after my parents got divorced. And it's not ideal, and it's not great, but also, your kids being under two, they won't remember a thing. So if you're going to do it, do it now. That's my advice. Oh, God. I don't want to be responsible for breaking up. I'm not a home wrecker. Okay. I don't fuck with that shit. But if I'm wrecking a home, I feel like it's from a logical place. (laughs) Oh God. We're starting off strong today, guys. The next email I got was subject lined. Unfortunately, I'm dating a man dot, dot, dot. But I think I am a lesbian. And this is something in live shows that I've gotten a lot of people being like, I think I might be bi or a lesbian, but I'm dating a man. And I get it. Like, this shit is so confusing. And speaking of live shows, if you guys want New York City on March 3rd, I am going to be performing at the Bell House in Brooklyn. Tickets are available. Uh, they'll be in the description. But... um I'm really excited. We're going to do an episode of Unhinged and then I'm going to do some stand-up afterwards like we've been doing. And the live shows to me are so fun. It's just so cool to like be doing this, but not to my basement walls, you know? Like, I, I don't know. It's just really cool seeing the people who listen and support. And I just feel such a kindred spirit too. So yeah, tickets are down below. Uh, you can get meet and greet. You can get normal doesn't matter. Just come and hang and vibe. And it's always just the the best atmosphere. So maybe I'm biased. Who knows? (laughs) Anyways, Chris, I need help. I've been dating my boyfriend for almost three years. I love him. I think about a future with him and having a family and a home. And it genuinely makes me so happy to think about. 
We've looked at rings, and I hope for him to pop the question at any special event or date night. However, oh God, it's always a however. I have always identified as bisexual. He's known this and loved me for it ever since we got together. I just recently have been having this whole, what if life was different? What if I was with a woman? What if I am just trying to convince myself I'm happy? I have severe anxiety and I'm getting diagnosed with autism and BPD. So it's sometimes hard to trust my reality. I definitely don't want my situation to change, but it's just so hard to carry on like normal when these thoughts are plaguing me. I really do love him and do not want to throw anything away, but at the same time, I feel like I am not being 100% honest with myself. I just don't know how to navigate this, and any advice would be appreciated. Okay, I think you're being 100% honest with yourself. I do not think you're being 100% honest with your boyfriend. I mean, as a fellow bisexual, I... I think about this a lot, and I don't know if you're watching what weird thing I just did with my mouth, but we're going to move on. This is like one of the things I almost fear about dating, um, being bi, because I really kind of get squeamish at the idea of committing to one. And I know I'm not like polyamorous, I don't think. Like, I think I'm way too jealous and bitter to be polyamorous. Like, that just, that shit would not fly for me, unfortunately. I mean, I really want to be, but... I think I'm a monogamous bitch till the day I die, unfortunately. I think you should not be emailing me this, <laughs> if I'm going to be honest. I think you should be telling him exactly this, because the way you worded it, even to me, I think was very level-headed and very respectable and very understanding and understandable. Like, if I were him, I would really understand, knowing everything you've told me, that this might be something that you could be struggling with. And I think maybe before you do this, like I before you go down this like rabbit hole of, I think I'm like wasting my time. My life was different. I wish like da, 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 da. I'm trying to convince myself I was happy, yada, yada, yada. I think you should maybe bring up the idea of a threesome. Okay, I will back this up really quick. And by saying that I think threesomes are incredibly healthy for couples when the couple is on the same page. Like, oh my God, I want, like, this is my favorite part about being bi, is that if and when, or if or when, I should say, I get into a relationship, oh my God, I want to have threesomes out of my ass. Like, what a great time. As long as the partner is on board, you two being a dynamic duo in the bedroom, oh, Oh my God, that is so hot to me. So I think honestly, talk to your boyfriend about this. Like he seems like he would be really understanding. He seems like a great guy. I think you should like almost read this email to him and have a conversation and be like, I really don't want things to change. However, I don't know how to feel resolve, you know? I don't know. That, ooh. That's a little tricky, but I definitely think it's not something you can't do, you know? I definitely think you have the ability. You seem really, like, good with words and able to, like, put your thoughts into words. So I would just talk to him. It's crazy how much communication really solves things. I know a lot of times, at least for me, when I think about having conversations it like builds up to something more intense than what actually ends up happening. And what ends up happening turns out to be like the most productive thing ever. So I think just talk to him the way you just emailed me. <laughs> you should have done that before you emailed me, sweetheart. <laughs> oh God, I love you guys. I don't know why y'all turned to me. I mean, I really don't. Yeah, I don't know. I just, you guys seem really genuine. I know I have literally a paragraph to go off of, but I don't know. There's something really wholesome about y'all and I can't believe I'm saying this, but I'm rooting for you. Okay, sue me. <laughs> All right, we have one more email I got and... I, ooh, this subject line says, I can't decide if it's better to laugh, be angry, or both. And I'm not going to lie to you, whoever wrote this in, been there, felt that. Wow. 
The email says as follows. Longtime viewer, I can't even remember how long it has been now. Cliff Notes Context. I'm currently 24 and have not spoken to my father for almost eight years. Okay, work. Same. It's like it's been like 10, but same thing. Potential trigger warning. He's been an alcoholic all my life, extremely narcissistic, cheated on my mom, and done things so horrible that my sister will probably never tell me. Wow, this feels like an email I wrote myself. Good to know. My mom and his divorce was finalized in 2018, and he recently got remarried. This is extremely unhinged, and with where I'm at, I find it funny, but also he deserves to be dragged for whatever he thinks he is doing. A couple months ago, my mom got a huge file from the Catholic Church requesting an annulment of their marriage. She's not religious, only got baptized to get married at a pretty church. (laughs) Huge vibe. After he got remarried, he spelt her name wrong, my name wrong, and the most far-out lies that I've ever heard about her. To date, she's gotten seven letters after the first one, said if she didn't respond, then that would be it. Since I was young, I've had no issues telling him what I think of him, but I've had to keep my mouth shut. Since it's not coming directly from him, my mom can't do anything. Sending this mostly to get it out of my head since it makes no sense. Yeah, I was about to say this makes no sense. I don't think I understand. Like, this feels like an email I wrote in the state of mind I'm in. And the state of mind I'm in is like four vodkas deep. <laughs> like, babe, what? Some of y'all really, if you're going to email unhingedwithchrisclemens at gmail.com, maybe save it to drafts and proofread it the next morning. <laughs> and also, Chris, maybe read these emails before you read them on the air. And by the on the air, I mean the recorded memory card that's in my little roadcaster. All right. That one was kind of a flop. No offense to the person who sent it in. I just, there felt like there was like a beginning, middle, there was just no end. And I feel unresolved. So we're going to go to one final email that is titled a little unhinged advice for an unhinged girly question <laughs> mark. Hi, Chris. I love you. And I love your podcast. You can call me candy because I'm so sweet and will give you diabetes. I'm good on the last part, but I love that you're so sweet. <laughs> huh? Anyway, I need advice about my boyfriend or lack of. <laughs> oh, boy. Some of you guys should just read your emails that you send to me because they kind of state out what the vibe is. We've been together for like seven years and we still don't live together. In all caps. He lives at his mom's house and pays me rent because we signed a lease, but he won't move in. I can't remember the last time we had sex. Why am I still with him? What's wrong with me? I'm hot and I am usually understanding, but Jesus Christ, this is so much. Every time I try to talk to him about stuff, he just breaks down and cries. Oh boy. Okay. I'm not saying this, but I am saying this. I think he might be in the closet. (laughs) Like, I'm not trying to out anybody. I'm not trying to be funny or goofy. Like, this is giving the calls coming from inside the closet, sweetheart. If you can't remember the last time you had sex, that's like a married people thing. If you guys aren't even married, that's a problem. Like, that start getting dicked down in other places. You need to be getting dicked down from different people, places, and things. Literally. I don't know why you're still with him. I don't think anything's wrong with you. I love that you think you're hot. Like, not because I don't think you are. I literally don't know what you look like. But, like, that confidence, sis, pass some. (laughs) I need it. I really think he might be in the closet. Or have, like, a mommy complex. This is... I don't think I have advice. I think you should break up with him. I am not. Wow, this is a really sad episode. All the advice I'm giving is get a divorce, break up with him. But like, I don't know what else to say. You almost like set me up to say that, Candy. Come on, Candy. This wasn't so sweet. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think this is the end of advice because this this has become dark, honey. Dark. Yeah, I'm sorry if this wasn't what you wanted to hear, but that's how Sue sees it. And it's, ooh, heavy. Like, I don't know. God gives her hardest battles to her strongest soldiers or whatever the fuck that phrase is. I have to rethink the whole advice 
topic of this because not that it makes me sad, but some of y'all's advice makes me sad. <laughs> like sometimes I'm like, guys, you do you have friends to talk to about this? Because if you're telling them this and they're giving you no resolve, they are bad friends. <laughs> like I'm not trying to be a meanie, fofini, wawini, but boy. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Now, before we carry on, I'd like to take a moment to say that this episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. As a lot of you guys know, I am an avid supporter and very vocal about the benefits of therapy. It's not only just improved my mental health, but it's also changed my life and the way that I live my life. I feel like a common misconception about relationships is that they have to be easy or straightforward to be quote unquote right. But I feel like when both parties put in work to make them great, that's what a relationship should be, whether it's a significant other or just a friend. And I found that therapy has helped me with this so much. I think a lot of times people expect to completely transform and change themselves with therapy, but I find that I want to remain myself, but be a better version of myself and kind of build off of the foundation that I already have. And that's where therapy has really just been so beneficial for me. I just think to be able to talk about your experiences and your feelings and emotions and have someone really help you put pieces together with kind of elements that you already have within you is so vital in this day and age. I really learned how to form new cognitive habits and set boundaries. I just think it also really kind of inspires me and more so, I guess, empowers me to be the fuller, better version of myself. I mean, I could go on forever and talk about how much I think everyone should be in therapy. But if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. And you can also switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. And I think this is something people don't really talk about with therapy is that sometimes your first or even fifth therapist might not be the right fit for you. But once you find the right fit, it's game changing. So become your own soulmate, whether you're looking for one or not, and visit betterhelp.com unhinged today to get 10% off your first month. Month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash unhinged. Thank you so much for sponsoring this episode and let's get back to it. Alrighty, we're going to move on to the meat of this episode, which are uh, weird celebrity conspiracy theories. And I found this article that was the 18 wildest celebrity conspiracy theories on the internet. And I loved this one because they not only explained the conspiracy theory, but they also gave like a debunking of it. And I think that's the kind of journalism we need more of in the world. 
All right, the first one, the theory. Avril Lavigne died a decade ago and was replaced by a doppelganger. Okay, I'm going to preface this with, like, these stress me out because we'll never know the answer. Like, we will just never know the answer. And it's like the Malaysia flight of it all. We'll just never know the answer. And that is, I think, why I have such a fascination in conspiracy theories. But that being said, I'm not just going to, like, blindly follow them, you know? Anyways, (laughs) Avril Lavigne's life and career has taken a dramatic turn over the years. She started out as a pop star with a punk rock vibe who sang songs like Complicated and Skater Boy with lyrics that were fun, easy to memorize, and stayed with you for years. But by 2007, Lavigne's style had turned out more bubblegummy, and her sound was closer to other pop songs on the radio. Girlfriend and Hello Kitty may have been catchy, but that sounded like the work of a different artist. Okay, Do Not Come for Girlfriend featuring Lil Mama. That song is and will forever remain my anthem. That was Avril Lavigne, sweetheart. I don't care what you say. It didn't help that Lavigne, between 2013 and 2015, married Chad Kroger, the lead singer of Nickelback, who is about as square as rock stars get. (laughs) If someone wrote that sentence about me, you best believe that I would be replaced by a doppelganger because I'd be dead. How to explain it all. According to the theory, the real Levine took her own life in 2003 after her parents' divorce and was replaced by a doppelganger named Melissa Vandella. I mean, what kind of fucking drag name Mad Libs is this? Melissa Vandella? Vandella was originally hired by Levine to confuse the paparazzi, according to the theory, but stepped in when the real Levine had died and turned her sound into a poppier direction. And this is why it's not true. The entire theory is based on several falsehoods. There's no evidence that Levine's parents are divorced. (laughs) Okay, yeah, that's a pretty big one. Allegations that blemishes on Levine's face have changed over the years can simply be explained with the fact that blemishes heal. Levine's nose may look different, sure, but it's more likely that she got a nose job than she's been replaced by a doppelganger. Thank you. I mean, sometimes I see conspiracy theories online and I'm like, okay, so we as a collective have lost our goddamn minds. Finally, a Brazilian blog dedicated to the hoax and which had advanced it over the years admitted that the whole thing was a project to show how invented hoaxes can look true even when they're not. Uh, So you're telling me some blog in Brazil pushed this narrative and it caught on? This is like when we were in middle school and we all said that Sierra was a hermaphrodite. Like, what was wrong with us? I would personally like to apologize to Sierra. Not that there's anything wrong with that. But the fact that we were just talking shit with no scientific evidence. I mean, or just evidence that wasn't scientific. I mean, oh my God. Y'all are lucky Kris Jenner wasn't managing Avril Lavigne because y'all would have gotten a cease and desist and a defamation suit like it was nobody's job. All right, the next one, and I've heard this one a bunch. The theory. Pop star Katy Perry is actually JonBenet Ramsey, whose murder remains unsolved. <laughs> I'm not laughing because there's murder. I'm just laughing because, like, do you know how lucky we are to live in a live in the exact timeline where that's a headline? <laughs> Oh my God, you're telling me that there's a conspiracy theory about the lady who did the Super Bowl halftime with dancing sharks? Is John Benet Ramsey? <laughs> it's too good. As the theory goes, Ramsey, who was killed at the age of six in 1996 in an unsolved murder, actually didn't die. Instead, her death was faked and she grew up to be singer Katy Perry. <laughs> Who wrote this goddamn article? Jacob Shamsian. You deserve a fucking raise. This is why it's not true. As if uh, a six-year-old faking her death just doesn't make sense on its own. The theory was posted online by a YouTuber who goes by Dave Johnson. Johnson's YouTube account is filled with false outlandish conspiracies like that Michelle Obama is a man, the moon is a hologram, and that Anne Frank is actually acclaimed American author Francine Prose. Wow, Dave Johnson, if you could let me know who your psychiatrist is, I would love to be prescribed whatever it is you are being prescribed, or in this case, maybe not prescribed. Wow. 
The Katy Perry theory in particular rests on no evidence. At one point, the YouTuber says that Perry and Ramsey are one and the same because they have similar eyebrows. Snoops traced the roots of the theory and found that it was first sparked jokingly in 2010 when Perry shared a picture of herself as a child and some people thought it looked a bit like Ramsey. Okay, and then just lastly, the last line, which seems like the most and maybe only sentence that should have been used. Ramsey's body was autopsied in 1997. Katy Perry's alive and well. Yeah, I mean, that just should have been the only reason as to why this is not true. <laughs> um, Next up, we have the theory. Oh, I remember this one like happening in real time. Beyonce was never pregnant and Blue Ivy was born through a surrogate mother. I remember when this happened so vividly. First of all, when she debuted her bump at what? The VMA's red carpet or something like that? The theory is fueled by several different incidents. First, Beyonce gave two different dates for when she was expecting to give birth. January 2012 and February 2012. (laughs) Um, If someone said that, I wouldn't think, you're not really pregnant. Because even if she wasn't carrying Blue Ivy, if you were going based off of this logic, wouldn't she still know the due date? Like, I don't think she's being kept from the surrogate. (laughs) Pushing the theory further was an appearance by Beyonce, who some people believe the CIA paid to make lemonade in order to inspire a race war that would tear apart the United States, made in October 2011 on the Australian talk show Sunday Night. I remember this so vividly. As a hysterical and viral TMZ video noted, when she sat on a chair for the interview, it looked like her baby bump folded in an impossible way. That made people think she was wearing some kind of prosthetic stomach. I remember watching this video and thinking, is she not really pregnant? Like, I mean, I was like, what was this? 2011? Oh my God, I was in 11th grade. Like, yeah, I was a fucking idiot. I remember seeing this this clip. I think she was in, like, some sort of purple dress, and it looked like the bump was, like, made of foam or something. And then there's the fact that there are no publicly available images or videos of Beyonce giving birth. I don't think there's publicly available images or videos of my mom giving birth to me. That doesn't mean she didn't carry me. What the fuck? According to the New York Daily News, Beyonce and Jay-Z paid $1.3 million to seal off and redecorate a wing at the Upper East Side Hospital to make the whole experience private. For conspiracy theorists, that's evidence that Beyonce never gave birth in the first place and that Blue Ivy is the child of a surrogate mother. (laughs) Dude, conspiracy theorists are crazy. Like, point blank period. And like, kind of scary. And then this one says why it's probably not true. Beyonce tried to address the rumors as part of an HBO documentary, Life is But a Dream. It's actually the most ridiculous rumor I think I've ever heard about me, Beyonce says. But there are actually a lot of people that believe this rumor, and it's crazy. But as Gawker noted, the documentary doesn't actually provide any clear footage of Beyonce being pregnant. The footage is either blurry, grainy, or shows only parts of her body. It's hard to tell anything from them, which helps explain why the theory persists. The conspiracy can be easily explained away, however. The folding spotted on the dress was just the fabric. Beyonce mixed up her due date because it was uncertain at the time she talked about it, or maybe she was just tired. These kinds of things happen all the time. One thing is for sure, though, Beyonce's second pregnancy with twins is definitely real. First of all, can we break down this as a concept? There are people with nothing going on in their lives to the point where they're concerned if someone carried their own child or not. Beyonce could say the blue ivy was delivered via UFO. And I would be like, cool. Okay. Dope. Like, I... Oh my God, I so don't give a fuck how Blue Ivy got here. As long as she was on stage at Act One of the Renaissance Tour, I don't give a fuck. (laughs) Like, come on! What are we doing here? It's just, ugh, conspiracy theorists are crazy. (laughs) Crazy! Before I get into the next one, I do want to say I'm skipping some of these because they just, it's like, did Stephen King kill John? And it's like, no, he didn't. It's so dumb. This next one, The Theory. Britney Spears is a clone. And this is where things... Whoa. Come out of my body. (laughs) No, but this is where things kind of get tricky for me, like, in terms of cloning. Because that technology is available. And I don't know to what extent. So, like, 
this is where I'm like, ooh. So here we go. There are a lot of celebrity clone theories out there. Even some celebrities believe them. The Britney Spears version of this theory, however, deserves special attention. According to the theory, shortly before the release of Spears' classic 1999 album, Baby One More Time, the singer and her then-beau, Justin Timberlake, got into a car accident. Justin had some serious burns. Britney was decapitated. Wait, what? Wait, what? Wait, (laughs) one more time, what? What to do, bring out the clones. As the theory goes, the label commissioned clones of Spears and has a few stocked up for when it has to occasionally replace them. Oh, and Justin Timberlake is still alive. He's just in a coma. The version of him we see singing is also a clone. This is not mutually exclusive from the conspiracy that Britney Spears was an instrument of the Bush administration used to drum up support for invading Iraq. Okay, so I think I've missed not only one, but a few chapters. Because, uh uh-huh? No, like, because, huh? This is why it's not true. Human cloning doesn't exist. Okay, well, I am so sorry to push a false narrative. (laughs) I know that dogs can be cloned, so I just figured that humans also could. I don't know. Human cloning does not exist. The rumor that Spears and Timberlake were in a car crash were fake. The DJs who invented it were fired. And the rumors happened in 2001 anyway, years after the release of Britney's first album. See, okay, this is why context is important because uh, I fully was like, Oh my God, Britney Spears was decapitated. (laughs) Thank you, Business Insider, for bringing this to my attention. (laughs) All right, next up we have The Theory. Film director Stanley Kubrick helped NASA fabricate the moon landings. The conspiracy theory that the moon landings were faked has been around for a long time. Some theorists, as chronicled in Rodney Asher's documentary Room 237, think Kubrick even dropped a few hints about it in 2001, A Space Odyssey, which was released a year after the moon landing. More recently, the theory that Kubrick fabricated footage of Neil Armstrong and Buzz Aldrin on the moon has been reinforced by purported interview Kubrick allegedly has been purported. What the fuck does that mean? Purported? All right, guys. Well, we found our word of the day. Purported. If you already know it, shut up. Appearing or stated to be true. How fun. So more recently, the theory that Kubrick fabricated footage of Neil Armstrong and Buzz Aldrin on the moon has been reinforced by a statement saying it's true in an interview Kubrick allegedly gave where he allegedly confesses that the whole thing is a sham. It is impossible to get there, Kubrick apparently says. 2001 was very ambitious, but that's not to say that faking the moon landing was not ambitious. But I learned things from making 2001 And that's why I got this gig in the first place. However, this is why this conspiracy theory is not true. The, quote, interview Kubrick allegedly gave has been floating around the internet since 2015 as a part of a, quote, documentary by a guy named T. Patrick Murray. Murray claimed he interviewed Kubrick in May of 1999 and brought the documentary of his interviews with him only recently. Kubrick died two months earlier. The person interviewed in the documentary looks and sounds nothing like Kubrick. More generally, the United States indeed did land on the moon, and there's no evidence that Kubrick fabricated any of the moon landings. Wow, I really actually thought that that was a more substantiated thing. Like, I didn't realize it was that debunkable. Like, I remember that being, like, a pretty prominent conspiracy theory. (laughs) Like, like, I don't know. I just kind of did, you know? Anyways, the next one we have, and this one probably might be my favorite just based off of, like, the theory headline alone. (laughs) Buckle up. The theory. Lord is actually 48 years old. (laughs) Lord, you do not deserve this kind of slander. You gave us pure heroin. I mean, you do not deserve this. How could a 17-year-old write a masterpiece like Royals? Bitch, Have you heard of Ribs? Put some respect on Ribs' name. Maybe because she was actually in her 40s? Lord Age Truthers point to a 24... Oh, Truthers. (laughs) 
Lord Age Truthers point to a 2014 interview with Rookie Magazine where she says, The Virgin Suicides really resonated with me as a teenager. I mean, I am still a teenager. And to a quote she gave to Vanity Fair where she says, I'm actually 45. Do people really run with this shit? Like, have we not heard of sarcasm? Have we not heard of a joke? Have we not heard of... I I don't even know. Just, huh? This is why it's not true. Lord was born in 1996. (laughs) Emma Carmichael at the hairpin got her birth registration from the government of New Zealand. That confirms it. Oh, also, can people just go to the government and get your birth registration? That's kind of crazy. Like, that's really kind of wild. Some of these theories are just kind of dumb and like don't make sense. Like not don't make sense, but like how is this top 18 wildest conspiracy theory kind of vibe? This next one, however, and this is one that I think some people still believe in like the day and age that we're in. And it is the theory that Stevie Wonder can see. If there's anything people know about Stevie Wonder, it's that he's an excellent musician and that he's blind. (laughs) But what if he was an excellent musician and he could actually see? There are numerous strands to this conspiracy as Deadspin broke down. There are some third-hand anecdotes about Wonder doing things that only a person with sight could do. There's a moment where he picked up a falling microphone. There's a comment Wonder made about wishing he could be a photographer. Most damningly, Wonder likes to go to basketball games, which, what's the point if you're blind? I was really ready to refute that, but yeah. You got me there, sis. (laughs) You got me there. Why it's not true. Wonder has been blind since birth, suffering from a condition where his eyes don't grow properly and his retinas were detached. What? Your retinas can be detached? Is that like your nipple after a boob job, like falling off? Is that the equivalent, but like no boob job in your eye? Oh my God. It's pretty insane to think that he'd hold a decades-long pretense about not being able to see. The, quote, evidence for his sight can easily be explained away. He knew what was happening with the microphone because he heard the sound being distorted as it fell. He wished he could be a photographer and held a camera to feel how the experience feels. And he goes to basketball games for the same reason millions of people listen to sports games on the radio before the invention of the television. Stevie Wonder is blind, guys. That's the radio? You got me there, sis. (laughs) And also with the microphone, I do... Isn't it like a thing when... Like, you lose one of your senses, the others get stronger to, like, sort of make up for that. So I'm sure his hearing and, like, reflexes became really good, I say, as a photography major. (laughs) All right, this is going to be the last one, and this one I just love. Like, love. That was me licking my fingers. The theory. Melania Trump has a body double. (laughs) It's not unheard of for political leaders to have body doubles. Saddam Hussein and Joseph Stalin had that. They did? Wow, you really learn something new every day. Some people have noticed that Melania Trump hasn't quite been acting like herself in on-camera appearances, and her facial features look a little different. She also often wears really big sunglasses, which is definitely what someone would be wearing if they were trying to disguise themselves. It doesn't help that her husband is often wrong when he talks about her location. (laughs) He also has odd speaking habits and has referred to her as my wife, Melania, who happens to be right here, which is definitely what someone would say if they were trying to preempt questions about whether their wife, Melania, was in fact right there. Why it's probably not true. Oh, I love that this is a probably not. There's no known previous example of a first lady having a body double. That is not reason enough. Suddenly I've become an avid conspiracy theorist. (laughs) Also, the people who say that the body double has different facial features than the real Melania aren't really convincing. Mostly there aren't any differences at all. And sometimes it's simply the camera making her features look a little distended. Melania Trump happens to have a bodyguard who looks a lot like her which may be fueling some of the theories. Wait, what? Wait, what? Melania Trump has a bodyguard that looks a lot like her, and it's a hyperlinked. (gasps) 
Melania Trump has a secret service agent who looks strikingly similar to her, and it's fueling a wild conspiracy theory. Where's the picture? This is everything. I don't think she looks like her, but wow, that... Oh, I'm obsessed. Oh, my God. Imagine if one day they just, like, roll reversaled and Melania was like, I'll be the secret service. You'll be me. Or however she talks. Oh, my God. Wow. I'm kind of obsessed with this. Like, (gasps) okay, there is one picture that is just damning. On businessinsider.com, Melania Trump, Secret Service agent, body double conspiracy explained. That is the name, or that's like what the fucking tab is saying. Ah, I'm gagged. I am gagged McGee. I had no idea that Melania had a Secret Service agent that looked like her. Oh my God. Oh my God, that's everything. Oh my God. Okay, this feels like a gorgeous note to end on. I mean, wow. Oh, wow. God. I mean, we need to start thinking conspiracy theorists. They are America's creative writers. This is everything. I feel like I just got read like 10 bedtime stories, all of which are from like Aesop's fables or Aesop's fables. Did I just say that twice the same? Maybe. Who knows? (laughs) Alrighty. I mean, with that said... Thank you guys so much for tuning in to this wild episode of Unhinged with Chris Clemens. Be sure to rate and review the episode and the podcast on Apple Podcasts. It really does help us out a lot, and I appreciate it immensely. As always, be sure to subscribe to Unhinged with Chris Clemens wherever you get your podcasts. And if you like video episodes, youtube.com slash at sign unhinged. I just am not going to be doing an after show after this. I need to lay down. And I think we all really understand that reasoning. But there are a bunch of after shows up on patreon.com slash Chris Clemens. If you're looking for more unhingedness um, that you haven't seen, go check it out. And um, yeah, I'm, I'm going to go. And that's probably for the best. And with that, goodbye. Please note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.